Hello, and welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 4th, 2013, and my name is Lucia. I run herointv.com. With me today, I have my friend Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Glad to have you back again. I know. I feel like I was just here. You were, just last week, so we're... Well, maybe it was two weeks ago. You know what? I have no concept of time. It's all a blur. Yeah, uh, I don't remember either. It was, but it, it was, was recently. Recent, it was it was podcast number forty, and to, today we're doing podcast forty one. So I'm uh, I'm getting up there, <laughs> and and we're going to discuss Dexter season eight today. Uh, the most recent episode that aired was episode eight oh nine on August twenty fifth, because there wasn't a Labor Day episode. So this podcast will contain spoilers up through that episode. So you are now warned. And uh, in our last Dexter podcast, we had discussed the premiere of season eight and all the insanity with the fallout of LaGuerta's death and Deb's spiral. And so before we get into the most recent couple of episodes, we wanted to kind of discuss where Deb has Deb's journey since since her crazy spiral in the premiere (laughs) and what she's been up to uh, trying to kill her brother and all that thoughts, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um it's it's hard with deb um i like her for some i don't know why i like her because it's because of jennifer carpenter like well probably i mean she she has you know what she has i think i've discussed this before she has cartoon eyes like her eyes are yes are yes. like the cartoon um, girls like in movies like she did there these just these big Bambi eyes with all this emotion and so no matter what she does you're just like you wanna you just want to protect her and you feel for her <laughs> yeah I feel like that's part of the problem with Deb's character is like she's so good at being like vulnerable and messed up that they always make her vulnerable and messed up you know yeah. but then she's also really but she's good tough at being, too like she's good I know at she tough. is she she's good at being like strong also but I don't think they play that up as much as as they should I mean I think I talked about it a little bit I don't even remember because that was a long time ago when we did the when we talked about the premiere but it's like once again. Deb's sort of spiraling out of control, spiraling out Mm -hmm. of control again. And um, although I sort of like the way she was able to right the ship more this time, she took a lot more proactive steps than she did in the past, like trying to (laughs) suicide herself and kill Dexter at the same time, and then trying to, trying to, um, you know, confess to the murder and all that. And, uh, too bad she was. And, and just to refresh everybody's memories, like she saw the tapes of her father. Um, yes. Well, that's what triggered. Yeah, this like yeah. that's what triggered it. Like that 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 he revealed in these tapes to Vogel his true feelings about Dexter, um, and she realized that he uh, it yeah, was tearing him apart. It was tearing state. him apart. Yeah. It was tearing him apart, and he committed suicide in the end. Right. Is right, that, that is that what the yes, ultimate that, thing was? That he thought the code was a mistake. He thought the com- and that they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. so like that nurse that killed him was that nurse that killed him was that because he wanted to die? Um, like no, the nurse was... didn't. Kill, the nurse didn't kill him. She oh. was right. I thought well, wasn't she? Oh god, that was so long ago. I feel she like was, there was like she was somebody... trying to kill him, and that was Dexter's first first kill oh he killed himself but, later but he killed himself later okay yeah, yeah it's all i'm a little bit yeah, i'm a little was, bit confused um, about the details was, of uh, that but from what i understood in this that season was Denise crosby right okay. who 
who you know played Tasha Yar in the original you know Next Generation. Oh, uh, speaking of, I just watched the Muds Woman episode of Star Trek. Oh god! And... Well, yeah, that's actually two different things. I was I know, talking about but... the Next Generation. You're talking. I know about it's a different world, yeah. but I'm just saying it was very interesting. But <laughs> awesome. anyways, but anyways, yeah. So. Yeah, so she she finds out this she find which I thought was interesting, you know, like because it's weighing on her, and for her to realize that it weighed on her father as well, that gives her the impetus. Like she's gonna stop the cycle. She's gonna like kill herself and kill Dexter and end the insanity. She takes that in some ways. It was like a like you said a proactive uh, step, but at the same time, it's also batshit crazy. And yeah, Yeah. so so she's gonna like Uh, drive them them into the river. But then of course, after they are about to drown, then she's like, she gets saved. And then of course she goes back and saves him, which I think that was a big turning point for her to realize when push comes to shove, she is going to save Dexter's life. And that that's the only choice she could have made that what she did what she did to Laguerta, while it wasn't right at the same time, it was the only choice she had in right. that moment. She, saving Dexter's life is just ingrained in her that he's her brother, she loves him, and she's going to protect him. And I think Vogel so, also helped her see that later on when yeah. Dexter forced them to be <laughs> together, you know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so I kind of like where what they did with Deb. She eventually... I don't want to say that she's come around because she hasn't, I mean, but she's, I think, come to terms a little bit with what her choices were and what choices she's going to continue to make. Yeah, I think in some ways she kind of has become resigned, resigned to the, to the inevitability of her connection with her brother and that, and that while there are problematic aspects that like, problematic aspect (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to put it yeah i mean i feel like she she's become resigned to that um reality and 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 then like she even went so far as in the most recent episode to think about getting her job at the police force back but then right but then now she's thinking maybe no but it's kind of like she's still battling with herself but but she's reached some equilibrium so she's not so She's not spiraling anymore. She's just conflicted. Right. Now she's just a conflicted person rather than, uh, you know, right. She's back a disaster. to being normal, conflicted Deb. Yeah. Instead of total yeah. train wreck Deb. Yeah, but I wanted to also say something back to what you were saying about her, her vulnerability and always seeing that. I think part of that is um, because we always see her with her relation through her relationship with. Dexter a lot of the time and right. it's it's Dexter who she always shows her vulnerability with like when she's with Quinn or some other person she's an asshole you know she's not right. vulnerable you know she's tough and what and and you know she can go save a bunch of lives at the police force and it be no big deal um but because so much of the core of the show is her relationship with Dexter and in that relationship she's so vulnerable she always shows him that vulnerable side it's like we always see that side of her um, right right that makes i mean yeah that's that's true but I, yeah but i agree that i feel like in some ways it's problematic cuz then um she does sometimes seem like she's perpetually 
perpetually having to like get saved, even though she is, like you said, like even though she is a tough character and can take care of herself. Like, you know, if she was my bodyguard, I would feel safe. You know? Yeah. Until she goes on like a drinking binge. Well, <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't feel safe of her with her in 801 being my bodyguard. Yeah, but like if yeah. she was like, you know, regular dev, like in charge <laughs> yeah. of saving me, I'd be like, okay, she can take care of that. Um, right. Like, cause she's, she's been shown to be good at her job, but it's just so much of the show is dedicated to that relationship with Dexter that her being good at her job has had to kind of suffer at the hands of her relationship with Dexter. Right, right. You know, because, gosh. You know what's crazy is, this is sort of going off topic real quick, but but one of the things I was thinking about with, with Dexter um, training Zach, which we'll get into, uh-huh. is like, there's really no... The one thing that he didn't mention is like, oh, get a job at a, at a police station. Because really, there'd be no way Dexter could have survived as long as he has if he wasn't working for Miami Metro and like able to like create the evidence yeah. that he but wanted. they totally glossed over that. Yeah, they glossed over the fact that like half of the fact that he's able to still be alive is because he has control of that lab. And he can well, just also, like... <laughs> yeah, all he told him was like, oh, just, just get a normal job. Yeah, he says, like, just get a normal job. And I was thinking, no, get a job at the police station. Job. Get yeah. a job at like the attorney general's office. Get a job somewhere where you have some power to like... You're like a photographer for the police. Yeah, like, something. Like, like you the... need to get some job where like you have a little like inside hand. <laughs> yeah, or like a reporter or something. Yeah, but he, yeah, they, they glossed over that part. Yeah, that's, they kind of glossed over the fact that like that has been such an important part of the show is like him him uh yeah. racing with with the detectives to you know like yeah. he's, that's been such a big part of the show him knowing exactly the status of every investigation exactly including the ones that are about him exactly that people don't know are about him <laughs> yeah it's definitely true yeah uh, and then well, um talk about Vogel oh yeah so so you you start the conversation. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I I like the direction the character went. As I said before, I sort of guessed where where that was going to go. Yeah. Good job, uh, Kyle. You guessed stuff. Yeah, which I don't normally do. <laughs> First of all, from the from the know, premiere, so. you all had already pretty much inferred the general direction of what her storyline was going to be. Like, I think you could sense right from that first episode, kind of her role as being this like mother figure to Dexter and creating and creating the, um, the code with Harry and all that. And then, and then later you said that you had figured out, you had, um, theorized that she had a son. That she yeah. had a kid. That well, she had I mean, I guess it's not that big of a, you know, that, you know, huge of a revelation. But I just figured... I mean, I hadn't thought about it. Well, when... Well, the reason was when, after Zack was killed, which was, I thought, one of the dumber things that the show has done. But, like, when, when that happened, and then she was standing there, like... Because they didn't really explain what happened after that. Dexter, I guess, was talking to her on the phone, and she was standing there staring at the like the brain piece, like in Mm -hmm. the, you know, in the, in the glass. 
the way she was looking at it, I was like, oh my God, is she the brain surgeon? Like, but then I was thinking about, well, that Ooh, see, that would have been an interesting twist. And yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense though, because she's not strong enough to, she's old. Like she's, there's no way she could overpower us, bludgeon people to death or, or anything. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Unless so she's I was a like, super powered clone. Yeah. Maybe. Well, there's always that possibility. So then I was thinking about, well, it's not someone we don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm like, it must be one of her. She must have children that we don't know about. Especially yeah. because when they asked her at the dinner table, like, how'd you get interested in this? And she just glossed over it, like, really obviously. Like, okay, something happened with, like, a kid of hers or something. Yeah. And that's why she got into this. And that kid is still around, like, it sending her messages. I didn't, I didn't realize it was the boyfriend. That, no, know, that that was like but, that was very. I mean, it's like, obvious now. Like when you yeah, it. now when you watch it, but and it, it yeah, and and it's yeah. it also parallels very nicely with some of the past storylines in the show. Like we almost we should have guessed it almost just because with Dexter, it's like he is the way he is because of what happened in his childhood, and everybody has like some origin right. story that you know makes them do the things they do, right? And so for her to choose that line of work it's like obviously something had to happen right, for her right. to be like fascinated by it right. um and they weren't gonna just introduce and that's what my i was talking to one of my friends about how oh i bet it's her son and he said well that would be stupid they're just gonna just <laughs> so they just introduce a totally new character like eight episodes in or whatever and i was like yeah that doesn't make sense but then i, I didn't realize they didn't know they didn't because because he's been around we just didn't for a while know. Yeah, we just um, didn't know. Yeah, what his he was just deal was. nothing really. He was just there, so um, <laughs> it's so that was interesting. But just the way her character has gone, this he, Dexter has had occasion to sort of not trust her a few times, and you, you know she seems kind of slippery a little bit, and um, which yeah. I like. The, I yeah. like that she's not straight up. The One parts way. that made me uncomfortable, like, there's something about the actress that makes her very interesting to watch and likable, but at the same time, the parts that made me uncomfortable about her character were with all those moments where she seemed very comfortable with the fact that Dexter had no human feeling and then uncomfortable that he did. And that made me right. feel like, well, shouldn't you be happy he has human like emotion? Like it almost seemed like she was disappointed or like I think she upset is. that he had this human emotion, and and that was like made me like look sideways at her. Like Vogel, what you up to? You I know, pointed <laughs> on some level that she thought that she had helped create, as she said, this, probably like, because as I would say. You know? I think we were supposed to maybe suspect it was because of nefarious things, but I think that the, ultimately why she had that reaction was because she's dedicated her whole life to having, like, these theories, and he's, like, disproving it. You know, like, if you're an academic, and right. you're saying, and you've written all these books about, like, well, this is what I figured out about people like you, and then the person is disproving you, then you're like, uh... I right, spent but it, 15 also, years writing the book on you, and you are messing it no, up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it goes deeper than that. I don't know if the show yeah. thought this far ahead, but the fact that she thought her son was dead, who, mm -hmm. whom she institutionalized, because she felt like there was no That's true. If, 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 if like, she has hope, then, then maybe – then maybe it yeah. makes her feel guilty that she should have held out or something. 
Right. Or maybe she's, she or, or on kid. the other hand, she's identifying him with her son that died. And if he doesn't fit that picture, disappointed because she wants him to be like her son. Right. So then she'll have a second chance. Then she'll have a second chance, you know. Right. I think she was definitely equating Dexter with. Yeah. With and, and in a lot of ways, that makes sense for why she'd be so invested in Dexter's future and want him to have the code right. because she she's kind of using him as a as a second chance for after her failure with her son. Right. You know, then reappeared. Yeah. Um, and the other weird, like corollary there too is, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but, but it's, but it's relevant to our discussion right this moment is that Daniel, her son had killed his brother. And so there's two brothers and like Dexter also had a brother who they, who he killed. Um, he didn't want to kill, but he didn't want to, but I mean like they were both serial killers and so that idea of brother right. against brother and like the sibling duality, you know, is a, right. is a continuing theme. Right. Definitely. You know, uh, so I guess I'm not that surprised. Do you remember what the, what the brother was named? There was Daniel and what, what was the other brother's name? No, the other one. I don't remember the other I brother. I was wondering name. if there was like any symbolism in the name or anything, but, um, but yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like if his name was Brian. <laughs> Or whatever. I don't know. Isn't that Dexter's brother's name? Oh, yeah. I don't remember Dexter's brother's name, but I was just thinking, yeah, like... I, I think, think it was Brian. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Night's truck killer, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it's a... It, it, it's interesting stuff to bring in at the final season and, you know... Yeah, because it just—it's all—it's all just like reinforcing the themes that the show has been doing all along, you know. And it's kind of like, but bringing it back to like origins and right. And the fact that the Dexter Deb relationship has become so central is, I think, is good because that's mm-hmm. always been one of the main themes of the show, and they're really sort of hammering that. I think in terms of. Make, you know, bringing it to some kind of resolution, or at least the show to some kind of resolution, um, that's obviously still like the central relationship. Yes, yes. So, I mean, even though he has Hannah, yes, which again, we'll get yeah. into because. So yeah, let's talk about Hannah and her and her insertion into the season and a little yeah. bit. Oh, I'm super glad they did that because I I felt like I mean you knew it was coming. I mean, there's. Because she just leaves at the end of the the other season. Yeah. And, like, that was such a, such a waste. Like, even this show isn't going to waste that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they waste a lot of – they've wasted a lot of plot elements in the past. And, and then uh, I figured even, even they couldn't uh, not bring Hannah back. And luckily I was right about that because I think she's a really interesting character. I love their dynamic – because it's a whole side of Dexter that you have not seen before, and he doesn't really know how to react to it. And you know, they they want to have it's weird. They want to have this normal life, which for them, I mean, what is that even? But they both seem to want something like that. So I really like that that's back in the show, and that they're having to deal with it. And <clears throat> You know, all, all of those elements. I, I really like that character, and I'm really glad that they brought her back into the show. Now, what it means for where the show ends up, I don't know, but 
uh, I'm just glad that she reappeared. And of course, they did it in true Dexter fashion, you know, with just coming out of nowhere and you going like, what? You know, <laughs> that's what I always find myself doing that, you know, whenever the show, whenever the season takes the turn, because, you know, there's always a turn somewhere mid season. Mm-hmm. Every single time my reaction's the same. What? Oh my God. You yeah. know, like, that's exactly what happened this time, too. Yeah. They've had some great cliffhangers this season because they had at the end of one episode, uh, Deb driving her and Dexter like off into the water. <laughs> and then they had like Dexter right. getting drugged and passing out and like seeing Hannah say, Remember me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're. Um, if so there's like one that, thing this show good, like, do finally, really well, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So those were good. Those are good little little cliffhangers. And then they also had like the cliffhanger of you know the deaths, like Cassie's death, and then and then Zach's death, and you know, like all of a sudden you think everything's going along happy. Oh, oh, cute neighbor, or oh, Dexter's little protege, and then like next scene, well, they're yeah, dead. <laughs> We've talked a lot before about the seeming sort of like lack of plot cohesion that this show has, but there's one thing you cannot complain about, and that's the way that they sort of leave you – they sort of leave you hanging sometimes with these episodes, and it it really is sort of masterful the way they're able to do that. Yeah, that's why I usually have such a hard time uh, not watching ahead, but this time I didn't, so I don't know anything ahead. Uh, that's weird. I don't even. So, I don't think I've ever I, discussed Dexter. So I can, I can be completely. I can be completely free with my thoughts because I don't have to keep any secrets because I don't know anything <laughs> except right. for what we watched. And this I is really the first for me then. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So there, you know, like, there's only three episodes left. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Um, I mean. You feel like it's rumbling towards some kind of conclusion. Yeah, it does feel like it's really because. And know, I don't know what form that's going to take, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some kind of confrontation between, you know, the Vogel faction, which I guess you could call them a faction now, mm-hmm. and like the Dexter faction. And I don't know how, you know, how many of our characters are going to come out of that alive, but. <clears throat> Uh, on the other hand, I mean, you, I could also see this show just doing a total, like, what it does, and then they do live happily ever after. You know, like, yeah. I could completely see this show, do, like, Dexter wins, and they go off to Argentina. Like, I could completely see that. You, you know, um, I don't think that's what's going to happen, I but it also so. wouldn't surprise me that much either. I mean, you know how they do stuff sometimes in this show where you're like, "Really? That was convenient." Like, I, <laughs> I could, I could see that happening. You know, it'd be end. funny yeah. if like Hannah and Deb went off to Argentina with Harrison after like Dexter died, <laughs> and they had they they left together to take care of Harrison. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, they hate I, each I, other. <laughs> I don't. I just don't even. I, I don't they know. Could, I just like, don't see be brought together because of Dexter's death. Yeah, I don't. I but really yeah. don't get the sense that he's gonna die. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I guess I don't. I, I guess, could be completely wrong. I guess, on like, that. tonally, I just don't really know what, how in the world, an, a Dexter anyone look because so much of the show has been him getting off scot free. You know, like, yeah. the, all these close calls. Like, there's always these close calls, and he almost gets caught, and then. That's kind of why he does it, like and so get away with it in the 
Yeah, so it's like and all the people he loves are gonna be fine. Yeah, but I do walk feel like the sunset. somehow whatever's happening with Daniel and Vogel is gonna be somehow like a lesson or a representation of like what could have been or might have been because you know there's some like allegory going on there you know of like yeah but this show doesn't do stuff like that normally but, you know what you've talked about yeah that. i mean no yeah i just like... yeah i don't know i feel like but i kind of feel like hannah might die poor Maybe. hannah like the brain I feel like that too, but, but then i mean i like, hope not i like her but i know i, I like hannah um Either that or she'll make some kind of really noble sacrifice so that Dexter and, you know, like, I don't, or maybe Deb will? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd really I, like at the end for, like, Deb to kind of, like, be free and happy, you know? Like, yeah, but I, how's that going to In some ways, that could be the happy ending that somehow. Yeah, but Dexter would have to be dead. Yeah, or, or in Argentina. Or in Argentina. What if Dexter yeah, is in Argentina and Deb is happy? Away from him. Yeah, and maybe that's how it ends, but... I mean, I... Yeah, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I, it definitely is one of those They're shows really where... They're not giving us any clues. Where? As to where it's going. Too yeah. Much. At least I don't see them if they are. Probably at the end we'll be like, oh, they've been setting that up this whole, this whole season, <laughs> you know. But yeah. you know, till that time, I don't know. But and then like, um, I guess like it, in more detail of some of the recent events, uh, Cassie was killed, and Dexter. In Are We There Yet? And Dexter worries that it was Zach, but it turns out he was just framed. Did you feel like, what did you think about that that frame job? About like, oh, Zach killed Cassie, and then, it, oh, Zach didn't kill Cassie, and um, how that well, like, storyline went. Yeah, I just felt like maybe Zach did kill her because you know, Dexter, like, abandoned him or, or, or whatever. Like, because, I mean, you don't really get a sense of that, what that character is capable of or not, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, I mean, I did like how it's just, oh, no, I'm, I'm down here and I have this crappy attempt at a kill room and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I, I, I sort of yeah. liked that dynamic when Dexter got there and was like, what are you going to do? Just put the body in the trunk? Like, you don't even know what you're doing. You, you know, like, that, that I thought was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that was just another one of their attempts to kind of obfuscate sort of what's actually happening. Right. Y- y- you know, which is clearly, although I like how Quinn was like, no, I bet it was the boyfriend, you know, or, you know, or he was starting to think that mm-hmm. once Zach disappeared or, you know, and then I liked seeing him and Deb, you know, solving crimes again or, or whatever, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I just felt like that was another one of those sort of plot things. Like, like what they don't explain to you at all is why Oliver killed her. Well, like, yeah. Well, well, like, the whole re- this is what I, I this is this is this is the subtext I'm reading into it. Because ultimately, we find out that the real person who ki- who killed Cassie was Oliver, who is really Daniel Vogel's son, and I think he targeted. He targeted Cassie not because of Cassie. He was trying to get to Dexter, and sure, I mean, and, but but he wasn't sense. trying to get just to Dexter. Trying to, he was really just trying to get to his mom. And so when he framed Zach for for Cassie's murder, 
he was doing it to hurt to hurt his mom because his mom was setting up Zach as like a new him, like right, like she she, she was supporting this other person. I think he feels like his mom abandoned him and is now supporting these other two serial killers, and so he wanted right. to frame that guy. So I think he was specifically framing Zach because of Vogel's attachment to him. That, right, that I mean, Vogel I, I was guess, his. I guess so. Um, but I mean, that seems like it's a little bit out of. I mean, he, if he's a serial killer, he must have a routine, right? He must mm-hmm. have a thing that he does, and we don't know what that is. I mean, I mean, we, I mean it's the brain surgeon thing. I mean, I I know that, but he didn't do that with her. Like, I mean, right? Because he, he was trying to frame. So he had information. He knew about what about how Zach had killed the other woman right. because he well, did because it the same he has way. Access to her computer. Oh yeah, so that's how. Or whatever it is that, that they another another thing they glossed over. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he can see your computer. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. Um, that's how he knows everything. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but he didn't do that to her. It's like so he apparently can kill some people without doing his ritual. And so you know, right? Like I'm trying to think of a of, time. It's sort of out of what the show has established in terms of what Dexter does. I mean, right. Maybe he's not, but he's never murdered someone just to set someone else, you know, just to frame someone. You know, he hasn't just killed some random person or someone who didn't deserve it, you know. Right. For I mean, obviously, Oliver slash Daniel doesn't have a code or anything. He's going to kill whoever. But, I mean, and, and like with all the other serial killers they've shown on the show, they all have like their routine, the thing that they do right each time or whatever and this guy didn't he was perfectly willing to just frame zach for this murder which he didn't have to do he could have just killed zach anyway you know like without without yeah that was kind of like that doesn't actually accomplish anything yeah in terms of the plot i think they just wanted that to happen so so he did it (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, so so there's that. He did ultimately kill Zach, anyways. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't. don't And sort of far from. Although maybe what he wanted was he hoping Dexter would kill him, yeah, kill Zach, and I guess. But like that way, it would be like a blow to to Vogel that her one protege like killed the other or or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Like they, they really don't ever go into that. They just kind of put that out there. And I mean, I'm not the kind of person that needs a show to explain everything to me, but this is a show that usually does that. So like when it doesn't do that, you're like, what are yeah, they doing? I feel like maybe we'll find an answer to what Zach or what um, Daniel's agenda is, you know, in these coming episodes. Right. Um, well, I mean, let's talk about Zach and being the protege. And, and all of that. Like, I thought that was a great idea. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, like, at first, well, at first I was very, I found the actor very annoying at first, and I was like, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really sure what I thought. But then in the episode where they're in the Keys together and doing the road trip, like, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, too. I, I was liking the dynamic between all the different players, you know. Um, I was liking, like, once they revealed him not to be the personality 
once they revealed Zach to not be the personality who would just kill Cassie because he was feeling surly, right? but who was actually really trying to adhere to the code, it was kind of like, oh, you want him to succeed because he's trying really hard. Right, um, right. And so it was cute, and I was like kind of getting into it, but then as soon as the, there's a little bit of progress, of course he dies. So as soon as I was feeling like right. I was warming up to the storyline, they killed him. Yeah, and I, I really, really thought... I was I was really disappointed when Zach turned up dead because I mean I mentioned before how it's like this show wastes a lot of really good stuff. I felt like that was a huge one. I mean, that could have gone in so many directions in terms of like plots and what they did with that relationship and all that stuff and it was oh never mind, he's dead. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay. You know, that was one of the first developments in the show in a long time that I was really like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, like, I wonder where this is going to go. And, oh, he's dead. <laughs> you know, so I, I was just like, all right. Like, that was really disappointing to me that it was just so that they could be like, oh, the brain surgeon, he's he's still here. Like, that was the only reason why that happened. Yeah, which kind of puts me into mind that that happened because of setup for these next few episodes that they're going to be very heavily like they they had in mind that they needed to have room for all these other things so yeah, they didn't I'm have sure the time did, but i mean so i just feel like it was such a waste yeah i agree of, of potential i mean i agree yeah it was like yeah so I mean, Dexter has a little protege. That's that's such a cool idea. Idea, and then and then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's like just when he's like, "All right, I guess I'll do this." And then it's like, what was all that agonizing over whether or not he should try to teach, whether or not they should try to teach Zach the code, and is that a good idea or is that not a good idea? And oh, he shows potential, and no, he doesn't. Oh, yes, he does. And it's like they they set that up for so long, and then he's just dead. Yeah. I mean, that was one of those things where I felt like see see this is another instance where I felt like and we've talked about this before in other seasons where like they have a really good idea and then they don't know what they want to do with it and then they just do something else <laughs> that's what it felt like to me um, in, in terms of sort, sort of the way the writers go about planning this all I mean, maybe this is all master planned from the very beginning like Breaking Bad but somehow I doubt it like it just if it is master planned, well, the I mean, I definitely don't think they they, do. they knew from the very beginning. But I bet I'm sure that when they went into season eight, they knew where they wanted to end up. They they yeah. had to, but when they went into the writers' room, the beginning of season eight, they probably had to break that story. They had to figure out like we right. want to get to here. We want to get to like felt like you know. something that I, I don't know. It just felt kind of really like underdeveloped and tacked on, whereas. Or the ending to the Zack thing felt tacked on. Where they were like, oh, you know what? That doesn't yeah. work, actually. We should kill him. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe that's because they want us to feel that disappointment. Like, oh, that loss of potential and, like, feel bad. But I agree, it yeah. does kind of feel like a missed opportunity rather than effective right. storytelling. Because it was like, just when he was getting interesting, they kill him. So they right. should have, like, made him a little, like, yeah. So it all... It felt a bit or rushed. We should have seen him sooner. Yeah, it should have been felt. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, 
Although at the same time, I'm not sure if I'd want to watch like a whole season of like Dexter training somebody. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, but, I don't, yeah, maybe not the whole season, but they could have given him a couple more episodes of of substance. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if 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 this is supposed to be something now that Dexter uses as some kind of motivation, like that's not really been set up. Like we as an audience only care about the fact that Zach's dead. Like it, from my perspective, because it looks like a missed opportunity for the show, not because we've come to like care about this character so much. Mm-hmm. So if then Dexter is supposed to take that and really like care about the fact that that guy killed him and used that as some kind of motivation. We're going to be like, all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like if that's what they're going to do, then they didn't set that up well enough to make it believable. So that's just, that's just me. Like, I don't know if other people feel that way, but yeah. And and what about Hannah and Deb's involvement in the, in the trip to the keys and how that breaks down and how they have that confrontation with each other. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I thought that it, whole scene was kind of funny. Like I, I liked the way that they, that they, they, they played that whole thing around. And then when Zach comes in and they're just like, who are you? Deb's yeah. Like, who are you? You know, like I thought that was good. Um, yeah. I think they sort of came to terms with each other there. Not that, they like each other at all, but Deb's I think they like, both hey. realize how how important Dexter is to each of them, and how important they are to Dexter. That, yeah, I, I and, think I think so. And and it was interesting too because there was, there was all this setup beforehand where Deb is like thinking, "I'm gonna get Hannah." Like she's like telling her boss Elway that she's a you know a wanted fugitive and trying to enlist him to like hunt her down and she goes to the keys to find hannah but then of course little does she know her brother's the driver and his new serial killer protege is along for the ride and yeah and and so she kind of like it's another one of the situations where she gets you know she has to make these compromises uh when she actually because of dexter and right and and then at the end she decides you know she doesn't tell her boss that she found hannah she just says oh hannah's the lost cause and and doesn't want to find her anymore i think she finally like gives up the hunt um at the end which was interesting because she had seemed so motivated and then she kind of she she seems to have accepted the importance of hannah to her brother and yeah i mean it 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 is just it is one of those things where there's just no real way to uh like they either have to kill each other or they have to get along like there's you know they they can't they can't do anything else in terms of uh you know show direction at least i i feel like Mm -hmm. um and I guess they made that choice and they're going to get along now, you know, so um, or at least they're not going to actively try to kill each other slash, you know, turn each other in like whatever. Like mm-hmm. they're just going to accept the fact that, OK, Dexter wants you in his life. So <laughs> Deb won't try to turn her in and Hannah won't try to kill Deb, I guess. <laughs> you and, know. and it's also like, it, at first you're thinking, 
oh, it's a temporary thing with Hannah yeah, being there. But then it turns out, like, Dexter and Hannah end up in bed together, and later Dexter's, like, telling her not to leave, and so Hannah's going to stick around. And so now it's like, this yeah. is going to be a longer-term situation where they have to deal with right. each other. Right, which I'm glad about. I'm glad that she didn't, um, you know, that she didn't leave, you know, and get on the plane or, or whatever. Because I was like, really? Mm-hmm. She's just gonna, she's gonna leave now. Like that's, yeah, that's the end of it. And then, uh, luckily though, that didn't happen. So it was. Although I'm sure it will, it will all come to naught for her somehow. <laughs> but. Uh, um, you know, sure it'll end badly for her. I hope it doesn't, but I'm sure it will. You yeah, know? <laughs> I still have a bad feeling. I have a bad yeah. feeling. But at the same time, you know, who knows? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to tell, but I feel like somebody's going to die, and it would be easiest, I mean, like, story-wise for them to just... If it were certain shows, I would totally know like oh yeah hannah's gonna die but uh, with dexter i just don't know i just don't really have a clear feeling of of of, of totally how the show's gonna go <laughs> but like if right. it was like certain you shows i'd be like oh like it was like buffy I'd be like oh yeah. hannah's going to die a horrible death <laughs> like <laughs> that's going to happen in a really yeah. dramatic way soon but it's like yeah. you know who knows yeah i mean the only thing that you know for sure with this show is that something crazy will happen <laughs> like that's you never know what it is though or what it's going to be um so i guess that's a good thing yeah in some ways but yeah so i mean in Do terms you think of the truth will come out about him because like I, I mean it's an interesting parallel because right now on breaking bad we were discussing you know there was the flash forward where we know the truth must come out about about Walt because Heisenberg's like graffitied on his in his house, right? right. Um, and and Carol drops those oranges and everything, and um, and I'm just wondering, like, are we finally leading up to a moment where the truth will come out about Dexter? I don't see, I don't, they don't seem to be setting that up at all. Yeah, you know, like there's that doesn't. Yeah, because because killing Laguerta was kind of the last thread. Of, right, I mean, of because who's people looking people knowing, and now it's just just Deb, but yeah, and Vogel, and but I mean, she's so involved in that she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't very well reveal that, you know. Um, it's like, oh, where did he learn this code? Oh, you taught it like that wouldn't, you taught him that wouldn't work, you know, <laughs> like like so, um, yeah, I mean, there's just there's a couple of things. I, yeah, I don't see that happening, to be honest. Yeah, because uh, if it did, that, if it did, that would that would ruin Deb, and you know, so I don't know. I don't see how they would do that, but mm-hmm. yeah. So let's talk about the most recent episode. Make your own kind of music. Now, I have to say, some of the efficacy of. The episode was a little bit ruined for me by the choice of me, of song because, like, they, <laughs> they, they build up on to that make your own kind of music as being, you know, that's the song that's playing on Zach's death scene. And then that's, like, 
this song that Daniel used to, you know, uh-huh. love, but it's like, um, Lost had like a really important plot points around that song. So when I see that song, I'm like thinking, I'm thinking of, you know, Desmond down in the hatch in Lost. And Mm. it kind of takes me out of the Dexter (laughs) scene. I see. So for you, you're. I associate that song strongly with a different show. I, I just associate it with a different show. I feel like they should have picked a different song that wasn't so strongly associated with a different TV show. Yeah. D- did well, you ever that... watch Lost? No, we've talked about that before. Ugh, yeah, I can't so keep track I mean, of all the things you haven't seen, Guy. I know. It's probably easier. There, the list is too vast. Of what I have seen. <laughs> it's too you know? vast. It's probably much easier to just keep track of what yeah. I have well, seen. Well, like on Lost, there's just a very big, crazy thing that happens with that song in the background. Um, it's very memorable to me. Like there's a, a reveal that happens with that song and so in my mind I'm just thinking of you know which is funny because probably other people who are like older and that song has like actual real life you know uh, yeah it has some yeah some real life significance to them because they're like oh that song played when I did this thing or that thing you know but to me I'm just thinking of a TV show Um, (laughs) for you that is real life I mean that's but uh, but yeah, so that that one little detail kind of like threw me off a little bit, but it was, you know, an interesting little connection there, um, right? That leads to um, the, the reveal of of Daniel. But you know, they they make us work for it. It takes a while. Like the the first thing is like De- uh, Dexter finds this clump of hair and blood hidden under the table in Zach's photo studio that. Zach left there on purpose so he'd um, have a DNA sample of the killer, which I was like, wow, Zach, that was really smart. Yeah, good job as you're getting murdered, you uh, (laughs) not that far ahead. That's good. Yeah, next time I get murdered, I'm absolutely going to do that because that's smart. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that's all going on. And... I don't, I mean, I'm not surprised at all by the way it turned out. Like, Vogel's like, oh, I'll make you some breakfast. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously she's going to side with her son. Yeah, but I mean, what is, what is her goal? I mean, she like holds his hand at the end and it's like, okay, so. I think she thinks she has another chance with him. Yeah. she can't make it right. Yes, but I mean, what, what is that? But it's like, the man has been sending you pieces of brain for the past, like, month. So she should probably be a little more concerned. Yeah, like what does what does another chance? Like, is like, she a sociopath too? Like, after having all those pieces of brain sent to her, shouldn't she be a little more terrified? Like, is he trying to like what's his agenda with his mom? I have is no he idea. really going to be placated by her apologies? It seems like he he's too angry for that. I you have, know? yeah. Well, he's, he's not been, angry at all. Is in he? that scene, he wasn't. But well, but I mean, serial killers but, aren't supposed to be able to feel anger. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess not. Except course, he Dexter sure seems to be, time, but but so. he seems different in the sense that his actions seem very much towards like a specific mission around her. You know, right. that the people he's been picking were very specific because you know, yeah, they were very specifically personal. They weren't just people he was picking. You know, like ideally, okay, if you weren't if you were a serial killer and you weren't Dexter, you weren't somebody with a code. 
you you would the way to not get caught would be to pick people who you had no connection with at all. Yeah. You know, like if you were smart about it, you would pick and, and people that had no connection to you and had no connection to each other, you know, right. and then you'd have less chance of getting caught. But he's like right. picking people very connected to him. Yeah, well, so it's just crazy. But I mean, I guess his in his defense, everyone thinks he's dead, so it's fine to pick people that are quote connected to you if everyone. Thinks yeah, you're but dead. not only that, he's picking people close. He killed somebody close to his to his cover. His cover was this Oliver Saxton guy, and he kills Oliver Saxton. Yeah, girlfriend. no, I mean, that was stupid. And then, because, I mean, when when you think about that, like logically, we already talked about how that served no purpose. Plot wise, yeah, so but that's he, also really, really dumb. In in ter- because everyone always suspects the boyfriend or husband, mm-hmm. like immediately. So maybe, so maybe he's not like a sociopath. Maybe he's just a really angry boy. Yeah, maybe he's obviously not thinking too clearly about what he's doing. I mean, I mean that's just a really dumb thing yeah. to do. If uh, you- <laughs> I have to say, I'll be interested to see. Where the show leaves off on its, like, thesis about sociopaths. Like, because I feel like they've kind of varied. You know, Dexter is one thing, then he's another, and... I'm and, not sure they've had a thesis. Yeah, exactly. They, they haven't. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering on what note the show's going to end in terms of their attitude towards who Dexter is and, and what a serial killer is. and yeah. Or what a sociopath is, or what these people who are drawn to kill are that what yeah, it means. I'm, I'm curious as to what they end up on, you know, cause, cause it's like Vogel has her theory. Like, Oh, these are these, you know, right. And that's actually the strongest stance really the show's ever taken. Yeah. Um, it was like a very specific argument they were making like, Oh, this is what it is. And this is why it might be good because these qualities are important. And yeah. Um, you're like, okay. You know, like she at least has a, something that she's arguing i mean um (laughs) in terms of uh what that means for the show i i I don't know Mm -hmm. i'm just curious as to well you know like you say what what they end up on i mean i swear if dexter is like somehow cured at the end (laughs) no no way he's not gonna be cured yeah i know oh my dark passenger is gone yeah. He's going to pull like a lumen. I'm fine now. Yeah. I'm going to go live with my son. I mean, I, I, yeah. Even if there's like a happy ending with Harrison and and Hannah, the happy ending with Hannah is because Hannah knows who he is and accepts it. And so he could be himself. Right. right. So he wouldn't have to change who he is. Right. But at the same time, like, what's that going to do to Harrison? I don't know. It's all very disturbing. But it's interesting that yeah. Har- Harrison is very, like, like really likes Hannah. Like, Harrison's like, oh, I wish Hannah were my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, all right. Um, you didn't really know her that long. But he's but... like, oh, a pretty blonde, just like my mom. I like her. You know, I think maybe he yeah, likes maybe her. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. I mean... She reminds him of of his own mom, you know. Yeah. Of, of, uh, of Darla. Slash, uh, what was her name it's on the show? Darla I, I know she's not Darla, but I've been I've been watching Angel and oh my god, Darla's so amazing! I love Darla. Um, what well, Rita? Rita, yeah, Rita. Um, 
But yeah, gosh, ugh, Darla is so great. She's just not appreciated enough, I just have to say. Joey well, Benz was so great. Enough, like, for everyone. <laughs> so. She's just so great. Well, I like yeah. Darla a lot, too, so. But yeah, I mean, like, so the, the, this idea is floated that now Dexter has this goal to work towards that possibly he and Hannah yes, could run family. off together with Harrison yeah. and have a happy family, but, you know, run off to Argentina. Um, and so he wants to he wants to get rid of of the brain surgeon before he goes. Like, he wants to Right, I think he To feels... cut those ties and, and punish, you know. Well, he feels personally challenged. By yeah. That. Um, but Vogel doesn't want him to because he's she's well, like, yeah. oh, hey. Once she realizes who it is, she's like, I want to give him a chance. So she's thinking, oh, we'll have a plan where we'll just knock him out and we'll, like, institutionalize him and, like, figure out what's wrong. But, of but course, she like. she clearly isn't on board with now. She's not trying to institutionalize Well, yeah. Him. But at the time, she was, like, thinking, okay. Dexter, we can't hurt him, but then Dexter... It's like I'm going to make him breakfast. Dexter takes a page out of Hannah's book and drugs Vogel and goes to try to kill Daniel, but fails, and then well, Daniel... Well, that's because he did it in the dumbest possible way. I like how he's standing there in the window staring at him. I'm like, Dexter, he's going to see you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't... Yeah, that was like, some stuff happens in this show that's so dumb. You're like, okay, like yeah, that was dumb. they did that was so he would get away, and then he could then he it could with go was like purely for plot convenience. Go to his mom and be like, and and basically what when he goes to his mom's, he figures out that she's telling the truth that she didn't send Dexter. The Dexter went against her wishes to kill him. Right. So that kind of allows Vogel and her son to have a little bit of a of a reunion because he's like realizing she doesn't want to kill him. And so they sit down to breakfast, but it was all very creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's incredibly creepy. You're just like, Oh, um, so I just don't know what, you know, now it's like, and, and all this season we've been building this, like, you know, connection between Dexter and Vogel and this, like this family relationship. And now she has her real family there. And now it's like Dexter is an enemy. Well, and he's so, totally willing. He immediately dumped her, too. Yes. He's like, it's awesome. I don't have to deal with Vogel anymore. I'm going to go off and kill that guy and leave. And it's like, okay, I guess she didn't mean anything to you. Like, even though, you know, so I don't, I don't know. They, they just kind of been jumping around a lot in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm not quite sure how to take Vogel. You know, I mean, she's an interesting character, but like, yeah, like you said, the connection, how real it is, and and how's Deb gonna feel about it all? And um, like so far, she doesn't know about any of it, about this part, but like, yeah, and, and and she's been busy because like Elway gives Hannah's info to the U.S. Marshal, and so. Right. This marshals after Hannah, and then like she's starting to think she wants to go back to the be a detective, and de an angel gives her a badge, but then she feels right. so guilty because she's like keeping all these secrets. At that time, you know, like she had just right. found out that like Zach's dead, but she can't tell the cops, and and Quinn like thinks Zach's a serial killer, and it's just all yeah. This, she's like oh, uh, it's just so much stuff she can't say, and so like she's just still conflicted and and then like hannah 
is on the run. And that was kind of a fun little thing with the marshal going to Hannah's friend to see if he oh, yeah. she talked. She talked and Dexter pretending to be yeah her boyfriend. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was hilarious. Well, I, I also liked, too, that... Um, you know, Debs was like, well, I guess I can't be a cop because I'm still, it's like, yeah, but that's not going to change. You know, like all of that is, she's always going to be keeping secrets. So I think that's something that she's kind of just going to have to deal with. I mean, I, I wonder, I'm sure she will go back to the fore. I mean, how could she not be a police officer? I mean, she, it's, she's always been one and she should be one. And I've hated the fact that she's not one for, some of the series. Although I did like when, when Elway basically told her to like get on board or get out. Cause I'm like, yeah, she deserves that. Like, uh, you know, from the way that if you look at it from his perspective, like he's like, I hired you to like do a job for me and you're not, you know? Um, so I thought that was kind of, kind of interesting that he was finally like, you know, I've, I've been giving you charity basically. And like now you need to like decide if this is what you want or not. Yeah, and and I think it's interesting too because Deb has always since we first met her on the show she was like striving towards like making you know trying to be as good as her dad and like you know live up to this example and she always wanted her life to mean something and to to you know she was always like looking up to this ideal of like what she should like aspire to and and yeah. she never felt like she lived up to it. She never felt like she was like good enough. And then she like makes she makes lieutenant and she makes does she get up to captain? What did she get up no. to? No, lieutenant. She was lieutenant. Um and so she killed the captain. And yes. And and, and and she makes all these things and then she gets up to that rank and then she real she learns. Um she learns that her father like was not the man who she thought he was that he knew about Dexter all along and that like like she just like yeah. like she just has all of her illusions shattered you know and so I think a lot of her her leaving the agency was kind of not just about her killing La Guerta, but I feel like she'd had all this disillusionment even before that when she had first found yeah, out the truth about Harry the final, yeah yeah I mean that was the final blow and that was very important obviously but I feel like I feel like a lot of her deci- uh, decisions as a character have made a lot of sense because I feel like even though sometimes you think, oh, she's crazy, but it's like she's crazy for good reasons. Like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Her, a, her, a normal her. person would have the reactions she has. Like for her to to ha- to act the way she's acting is like a very sane reaction to insanity. You yeah, know, like every time she spirals out of control, you're like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's like, oh, my God. Well, like. Considering what she's reacting to, it's like that's what a person with a morality and a conscience would do when they are faced with this because she can't be cool in the face of this stuff because she does have a conscience and she does have, you know, um, feelings and all these things. And so I I, I feel like that when you kind of think about it in that sense, like Deb's journey has been very interesting. And then now for her to kind of feel like, oh, well – I can now rebuild what I lost because maybe I'm okay with this, but then, but then to like, kind of feel like 
she keeps getting dragged back in because there's all these lies she has to keep for her brother. But it's like if if he wasn't working for Miami Metro and needing her to cover for him anymore, she'd have the freedom. And so in some ways I feel like Dexter leaving is going to be what allows her to go back to the police you know, yeah, and get her that. job, you know. So I kind of feel like for Deb to be free, Dexter does need to leave, you know. Yeah, I mean, cause... I think that's clear. I mean, he – now, whether or not that's what ends up happening, <laughs> you know, yeah. who can like, say. Like, I, but... I feel like the happy ending is not for Deb and Dexter to be together. I feel like the no, happy no, no. ending is for them to be apart. <laughs> yeah, even though occasionally see each other, you like know? even though I love that he loves her and and wants to protect her and that you know she loves him and all that, like I feel like ultimately it's it's been unhealthy for her. Well, yeah, <laughs> she is so much stronger, but like almost like he, yeah, yeah. It's like all these bad things that happen are like because of him, and I just, yeah, yeah. Like, even though I don't think it's because Dexter tries to do anything bad like I think he's always you know like I don't you know blame Dexter like he's doing what he's doing yeah, because he that's should, how he is yeah, but but at the same not, time yeah. they're they're just they're unhealthy together so so I yeah he's certainly not trying to hurt Deb but I mean so I could kind of see like a final shot of the show being like Deb totally being free of her brother and like feeling totally happy at Miami Metro and like being a detective again and just like busting the bad guys and not having any conflict anymore or right. something. And they're on the beach in Argentina. Yeah. Like, I feel like in order for Deb to be happy, Dexter can't die. She has to, she'd have to know that he's like safe, but he's somewhere far away. You know, so she doesn't have to keep lying for him all the time, but she knows he's not dead either, you know. Um, you, you, you know, that that kind of situation. Uh, I feel like if Dexter ended up dying, I don't see how Deb would cope with that. Yeah, I guess it depends on the context of how everything goes. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. But I just don't see that being a recoverable blow for her, especially after what she's already sacrificed. Yeah. You know, to keep that from happening, basically. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't I don't see how that would work. But who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it'll be I'm definitely interested to see how they're going to how they're going to finish everything up. We'll have to do another podcast once um oh, yeah. the season's over so we can discuss it. Well, and once Breaking Bad and is over. And also, too. once Breaking Bad is over, oh my god, the last episode of Breaking Bad was Oh, don't I did not watch it. I have not seen I it yet. I will not say anything. Same. Yeah, okay. so I'll catch back up with that during this week. And then uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, any final thoughts before we end? Uh, no, I think I think we'll reserve final thoughts for once the show is done. Okay. Sounds good. Then, uh, yeah, we'll just have to podcast in in a couple weeks or so, three weeks, and uh, and see 
how we feel about these two shows. I don't know if we want to do like one big combo thing where we'll discuss um, both or if we'll do separate. Depends how epic the end of Dexter is. Yeah. If we need like time to process it all, we can wait until Breaking Bad's over. Um, but if we're like, okay, then we can talk. Yeah. About it. We'll just have to wait and see what it, what it ends up being. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well then I guess we'll wrap up. And uh, to any of the listeners, if you want to give us feedback, as always, you can email me, Lucia at heroinetv.com, L-U-C-I-A at H-E-R-O-I-N-E-T-V.com. But nobody ever emails me, so... <laughs> sad. I know. And also, if you like the podcast, you can... Um, give us. You can also rate us on iTunes, and you can like us on Facebook, and you can comment on the website if you feel like that. And also, oh, heads up, I'm about to start um, next week my Sons of Anarchy radio show every Sunday, which I'm very excited about that I'm going to be doing on Variety Radio Online. So if you're a Sons of Anarchy fan, you should start listening to those. We'll start um, as soon as the show premieres next Tuesday, we're going to start um, recording on a on a weekly basis, Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, I am very excited. And I know you aren't caught up, uh, you haven't watched any Sons of Anarchy yet, but you have the DVDs, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> and I have Netflix. It's, so yeah. Well, I know it's right at my fingertips. Well, the good thing is, like, um, Kurt Sutter has a, has a seven- season arc I think that he has in mind and so the sixth season is about to start so theoretically you could catch up before the start of season seven and watch the final season yeah that's probably the most realistic um, plan of Sons of Anarchy because you know once you start you will go really fast because it's only 13 episodes a season um and it's well you know that's how I watch it's very high paced um but um, start marathoning things and but like yeah, a, but the yeah. lead actor on um, Sons of Anarchy just recently got cast as yes, I heard about as that. the lead on Fifty Shades of Grey. So the internet has been in quite an uproar. Um, uh, I've i see I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know anything about this actor, so I, I I've just sort of seen this peripherally. I'm it's like, just oh. very it's just very <laughs> odd, like. That's a fun little controversy for them. Yeah, it's just very odd. Like, it's like the kind of people that would like Sons of Anarchy, like, would not like Fifty Shades of Grey. So it's like, it's just a very odd confluence of events. Because you're just like, what? Really, Charlie Hunnam? (laughs) But hey, you know, apparently it's going to help him pay some bills. So, uh... Yeah, right, that's paycheck time yeah yeah but it it'll uh, be i mean obviously i'm gonna watch it because well, even though like, i won't i haven't read the book and i'm not going to because i've read snippets of it that were enough to tell me never to read it i read parts <laughs> there was a tumblr that on yet the you're going to see the movie which oh I'll absolutely go see the movie but um because it has charlie hunnam but honestly it was like it was like kind of smart on their part because it's like the people that normally wouldn't go see it might see it now because of Charlie Hunnam, but then all I the do. other people are going to see it anyways. Um, but there was a Tumblr for a while that was just like, it would just do quotes from the book, like uh-huh. as posts. 
And so I read like hundreds of quotes from the book on this Tumblr and it was very, it was very disturbing. So I, yeah, but you know, whatever. So rather than read it, you're going to go see it visually. That's good. Well, yeah, it has Charlie Hunnam in it, so oh, okay. it's fine. I'll see then. it. All right. So. I saw. Yeah, he he was the one who was the lead in that um, in that robot m- fighting Mothra's movie. Oh, that's him. Yeah, the blonde. In Pacific Rim. The blonde in Pacific Rim is Charlie Hunnam. The the main American guy. Yes, but he's but he's really <laughs> he's really British. That's awesome because Colin and I loved that movie Pacific Rim. I enjoyed um, it a lot. And it had Idris oh, Elba it. in it, too. Because I love it? Idris Elba. Or Idris. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, whatever it is. You saw Pacific Rim? Oh, oh yeah. That sometime. It had Charlie Hunnam in it, so I went to see oh, it. I didn't know. So that. I will see it if it has Charlie Hunnam in it. And I didn't know you were that big of Yeah. I didn't even know who he was. Oh, my God. Because that's because you don't watch Sons of Anarchy. And if you watch Sons right. of Anarchy, you would realize why I would watch anything that has him in it. Because he's well, so we have to talk. We have to talk about that movie at some point. Yeah. It was a very interesting movie. Um, and the guy who was the jerk in that movie, the other blonde guy, the other blonde guy, <laughs> um, I, he was at like at nerd HQ this summer at Comic-Con and I was watching all these interviews with him and, uh, Robert K- uh, Kaczynski and I'm kind of in love with him now that I've, um, listened to him talk in real life and, and the, Cause like he was like having this interview and he was like, he was like, oh yes, oh yeah, I used to be a stuntman, um, and oh, I was a big professional gamer back in the day. Like he just talk goes through all this stuff in his history, and you're just like, oh my god, you're so fascinating. Um, <laughs> like he's a total geek. Like he's into everything. Like he knows about all sci-fi books and like he's just got all this knowledge of all this stuff, and you're just like, oh wow, that's so weird. You would um, know. Yeah, he's a really interesting character. Uh, Robert Kaczynski, he's not at all like his character in the movie, who was a jerk. That's kind of awesome. So I'm hoping big things for him, too. I'm hoping he'll get some good roles after that movie. And now, obviously, Charlie Hunnam, he got a big movie role from it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Good for Charlie Hunnam. Back in the day, Charlie Hunnam was in Undeclared, and he was also in this shortly canceled WB series called Young Americans. Hmm. Which I have seen none of. Yeah, and in, in real Believe life... Believe it or not. In real life, he's British, but his accent is not the strongest. And so his his American accent kind of goes in and out. And I feel like he kind of now, whenever he talks, he just has a hybrid voice. Like, I just feel like he's kind of in between. (laughs) Like, he no longer has a British accent. He doesn't have an American accent. He's like this, he has this like in-between accent because he's had to play an American for so long. So he has like this, um, he has this, uh, I forget the area of England he's from. He's from some area where it's like rough and tough. Oh, well. Like, like Liverpool or somewhere like yes, that? Yes, probably Liverpool. What other areas are there that are, like, similar to Liverpool? But it was, like, it's, like, some area that's, like, famous enough you would know about it, but not, like, a big city. But um, but his dad was kind of, like, a rough-and-tough guy. Had some, 
had some criminal leanings. Um, and, uh, so he had an interesting background and then now he lives in LA and, oh my gosh, I should, I should link you to this, this YouTube of him on, I don't know if it was like Jimmy Kimmel or if it was Leno, I can't keep track. It was on one of those, those late night shows. And he was like telling the story of this intruder that came into his house and he like has all these weapons. So yeah. He like collects weapons, so he's like, so I, so he's like telling the story of like taking the machete out, but he didn't want to like stab the guy with the machete, so he's like trying to figure out a way to like slap him with the machete so that he wouldn't <laughs> like you know lethally kill him, right? right. Um, you know, so he's like trying to slap the guy with the machete, <laughs> and then the guy like leaves. Um, but yeah, so he, he's. Yeah, well, when you break into, like, an upper-class house in, in L.A., I don't think you expect someone to come at you with a No, machete. apparently That's... he has, like, all of these weapons that, um... Yeah. That in his house that he collects. Um, but if I was breaking into somebody's house, it would not be the person who stars as Jax Teller on on Sons of Anarchy. Like, I would well, pick somebody else. <laughs> I would pick somebody else. Because, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, they're just not very well-informed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were like me. But yeah, like, apparently he's like, he is. really, you know, he really is a little bit like his character. Not like, he's not like, you know, a violent um, criminal, but. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> but I think there are certain, certain qualities of Jax Teller that have seeped into him that he's, he, that's what he said. He's kind of like, you know, they've kind of informed him, but okay. Mm. Now we're getting way off topic. Okay. Well, that typically happens. With yeah, our... it does. It does. Usually there's like a nice long like a uh, tangent at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty normal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, Kyle. Well, have a great night and I'll uh, catch up with you on Facebook about Breaking Bad. You should you should let me know your reactions when you watch this most recent episode. Like, you should message me because I'm curious because it was crazy. Yeah, I'll let you know. If you don't live tweet stuff, you should, like, you know, you should, like, Facebook message me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, or I could just text you. Exactly, text me. I do. Texting. (laughs) Which is easier. That's the thing. Texting is the thing. All right, well, I'll let you know. I'll, (laughs) I'll live text you as I'm experiencing it. Well, unless it's, like, 2 a.m. your time, but... Well, my phone will be on silent anyway, so you can still live text it. Then when I turn it well, on, I'll get to You'll see, see it. You'll see it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, okay. Sounds okay. Good. Okay. Signing off. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Good night. God, we're hot chicks with superpowers. Takes the edge off. Comforting. Uh Uh-huh.